You're listening to Grace and Truth for Today, a ministry of Cleveland Baptist Church and Pastor Peter Folger. Born out of a desire to connect with our church family during the coronavirus pandemic, Grace and Truth for Today exists to highlight the need for a fullness of grace and truth in the lives of believers and to encourage you in your daily walk with God. For more information about Cleveland Baptist Church, please visit clevelandbaptist.org. Now here's Pastor Pete with Grace and Truth for Today. Welcome to Grace and Truth for Today. I'm your host, Pastor Pete, with Cleveland Baptist Church. We're continuing our walk through the life of Joseph, and uh, what I think I like about Joseph so much, just so many practical things uh, that we can look at and see in his life that uh, perhaps we can find some uh, evidences in our own lives of of some things that are potential. And uh, I want to talk to you today, of course, about the false accusation that was leveled against Joseph. And if if I was to give a title... Uh, to this particular uh, segment, uh, I would call it this, things are not always what they seem. Things are not always what they seem. The Bible says in verse number 12 of Genesis 39, and she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them saying, see, He hath brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. Well, Potiphar's wife in this particular passage of scripture called foul on Joseph, and it certainly looked as though Joseph had attempted to do something quite inappropriate. After all, She held Joseph's coat in her hand. What reason would she have to have Joseph's coat if something inappropriate had not been attempted? I certainly, if I think long enough about this story, and I think about my own life, I, for one, am extremely grateful to know that the judge of all the earth, and of course I'm talking about God Almighty, the judge of all the earth, he sees, he hears, and he knows all things. You know, the judges and the courtrooms of this world are certainly far from infallible. We've all heard of stories of someone who was falsely convicted and falsely imprisoned, maybe even falsely put to death, only to later discover that they had the wrong person, that things perhaps looked a certain way, but they were not necessarily the way that they looked. And I think as I read this story that Potiphar made a critical mistake that Sometimes we make as well, and that is he judged a matter off the testimony of one person along with some circumstantial evidence that seemed to exist. And uh, I'm here to, to warn you, to warn all of us about this truth and this principle, and that is this, that things are not always what they seem or perhaps what they might look like. We've all had evidence or opportunities, I should say, to, uh, to look at an optical illusion Something that perhaps maybe you find online or in a book somewhere that looks like something, but as you look a little closer, you can discern it's really not that thing at all, but it's something else. And once your once your eye sees what it actually is, or perhaps uh, once your eye sees what it's made to look like, you can't hardly ever see anything else. And sometimes we're guilty of that same thing. We look at something and we see it through just one lens, one prism, and we get ourselves into trouble. We make judgment calls 
on things that perhaps are not necessarily what they might seem. Let me share with you three simple truths from this particular story about us and us judging and really us living our lives in such a way uh, as, to, um, uh, as to avoid some of the conflict that even Joseph ran into in this particular story. I want to say this, number one, that you and I need to be careful about judging a matter if we have a vested interest. The Bible says in verse number 19, And it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me that his wrath was kindled. Let me ask you this question. How well do you think Potiphar's marriage would have gone had he, had he believed Joseph? Or had he done a little investigating of his own? True, truthfully, Potiphar could not win in this situation no matter what he did. Uh, I suppose all of us have been there before. I suppose right now I'm dealing with some things as a pastor that uh, it feels as though no matter what decision I make, in some instances I'm going to offend or I'm going to uh, disappoint someone. And that's a tough place to be. You just feel like you can't win. All you can do is lose. In some respects, I think Potiphar was in that particular place. And because he was married, it made it that much more challenging and difficult. But let's learn a lesson from, from Potiphar's example and from this particular story. Uh, he, uh, he, he should have stepped away from the situation. He should have stepped away from being in a position of judging it. And he should have allowed someone else to come in and do an investigation uh, to, to see whether what his wife was claiming had actually happened or not. Again, we must be careful that we don't find ourselves judging a situation where we too might be just a little too close to the accuser or maybe even the accused. I know there have been times, maybe even in this ministry, in which someone was in a position and maybe someone they were quite, quite, quite close to or maybe even someone that was a family member of theirs was accused of something. And rather than doing their due diligence and really uh, doing an investigation, they sort of just dropped the ball on it because uh, they did not want to deal with a situation that involved a close family member, a very close friend. That's a, that's a difficult place for us to be. It's a place we ought not to put ourselves. And so uh, when we consider this idea of things not always being what they seem, we must be careful about judging a matter if we have a vested interest in it. Notice, secondly, I would say this, never judge a matter with merely one witness. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter number 18, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every matter be established. Jesus was quoting from the law. This was something that was really foundational truth to the Hebrew people and uh, really for people in general from the mind of God that uh, we, we cannot judge a matter without two or three witnesses. Again, you may think you know something, but it, it cannot be considered true or gospel unless uh, there's more than, a, than, than one witness. Potiphar uh, listened to one witness who was not being truthful, and as a result, an innocent and pure man spent time incarcerated. And the last thing that you and I want to do is uh, take the, the word of one person, maybe someone we're quite close to, like Potiphar was in this instance, and just run with that. And, and again, without doing our homework, without doing any investigation, just assume that what has been shared with us is, is true, is, is really how it happened. And so again, never judge a matter with merely one witness. There were times as a youth director here at our church in which someone would come to me on a, on a trip or on a, um, a camp or whatever the case might be, maybe a youth activity, and they would say something like, I saw so-and-so do something. 
And I would pull that person aside and I would say, I'm given to understand that you have been accused of something. Did you do that? And they would say, no, I, I didn't do that. Then I'd go back to the person who made the accusation. I said, okay, you saw this. Yes, I saw that. Was there anyone else who saw it? Many times they would have to say, no, there were, there were no other witnesses. And I have to tell them, I, I, I just, I can't do, I can't go any further with this because it's your word against the word of the person you're accusing. And they have, they have stated that, that they didn't do it. I would often pull the person that was accused back to me and I would say, now listen, you've been accused of this and I partly believe it. Maybe it's true. But at this point in time, I have the word of your accuser and I have your word. Because I don't have more than one person telling me that you did or didn't do something, I can't do anything about it. But then I would say something like this, but listen, the Lord knows. And if you're truly guilty of this, the Lord is certainly well capable of dealing with you and of bringing you to a point where you repent of this and you get it right and that you even become honest and confess uh, as to what you've done. And so again, I think Potiphar was in, a, was in a dangerous place because he tried to judge a matter with merely one witness. And then the final thing that I would say is this, and that is number three, not everything that looks bad is bad. Romans chapter 14 and verse number 16, Paul wrote that we're not to let our good be evil spoken of. Certainly that's a principle in the Bible. And I, I do, the onus is upon me to do everything in my power to live so that the things I do cannot be considered inappropriate. So I set up some principles in my life. I am never alone with, with a woman. Um, I, I, I'm never in a vehicle with a woman traveling somewhere or dining with a woman other than my wife or my daughters, maybe my mother. Uh, that would be considered uh, something that could, could, could pull, pull me down and someone would think something about my reputation. I, I'm, I'm even careful where, where I sit in a restaurant. If a waiter or waitress looks like they're going to take us to a, a bar area, I ask, is there another place that we potentially could sit? We, I don't feel comfortable in this spot. I, I just don't want anybody to accuse me of sitting in a bar or being alone with someone who was not uh, my, my spouse. I'm careful about, again, where I go on my phone and on uh, my computer here at the, at, at the office so that uh, people can't ever say he, he might have been looking at something that was inappropriate. However, it is unfair for someone, let me say this clearly, it is unfair for someone to ruin another's life simply because he thought he saw something or he thought he heard something or he did hear something. Just because you've heard something or thought you saw something doesn't necessarily make the person guilty. And, and let me also just say this, that you and I do live our lives in such a way so that others are not quick to believe every little accusation that comes against us. I truly hope to live my life in such a way uh, that when people um, would, would, would at some point, if they ever do accuse me of doing something inappropriate, someone would rise up and say, there is no way Pastor Pete would ever do something like that. I've known him all of these years, and I've never known him to be involved in anything like that whatsoever. That is my goal. That is my desire. It is my prayer, and it ought to be yours as well. And so again, as we conclude our time together, be reminded that things are not always what they seem. I know, I know some people that have made a living off of destroying people's reputations because they thought they saw something or perhaps because they heard something. Oh, may we so, be so very careful. Joseph would spend, would spend time in prison, years behind bars, because of a false accusation. Uh, may, we, may, may we never fall victim to that, but may we also never uh, be someone who 
who criticizes or accuses someone of something that they didn't do just because we thought we saw something or because uh, we violated some of the principles that we've spoken of today. Hey, I hope this has been a help to you. Don't you understand why I said the life of Joseph is just so very practical? As we consider uh, his life and some of the things that unfolded in his life, we can certainly see some of these same things in our world today. In his life and the principles that we learn from it can help us, I think, as we try to live our lives in such a way as to be pleasing to the Lord, but also pleasing to men. Father, thank you for this good day. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we, uh, as we begin. Uh, Lord, I thank you for those that have taken the time to listen to this. I pray that it's been a help and a blessing to them. Uh, Lord, again, thank you for teaching us from your word. It's so applicable. Here's a story that's thousands of years old, and yet, and yet it meets us right where we are. Well, again, would you bless the listener? Lord, I pray for your blessing upon my life, and I pray for your blessing upon the Cleveland Baptist Church, Lord, in a very special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks again to tuning in to Grace and Truth for today. I sure hope it's been a blessing to you. Uh, let me encourage you to subscribe, uh, and that way this podcast comes directly to where you download your podcast. Let me also encourage you to give us a rating and review. helps us tremendously uh, to know how we're ministering to you. Again, thanks so much for tuning in to Grace and Truth for today. We look forward to being back with you tomorrow. God bless. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Grace and Truth for today. If this podcast has been helpful to you, take a moment to share it with others by offering a rating and review. Grace and Truth for today is a production of Cleveland Baptist Church and Pastor Peter Folger. Cleveland Baptist Church is located at 4431 Tiedemann Road in Brooklyn, Ohio. We invite you to visit our website at www.clevelandbaptist.org and we would love to see you soon. Thank you.